You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about The Residents, Duckstab, Buster, and Glenn. On the line, I have Rob. hey Ben. Hello. John. Dare me to die! And Kyle. <laughs> well, hi! Duckstab, Buster, and Glenn, uh, later renamed just Duckstab, is the fifth studio album by The Residents, released in November 1978 on Ralph Records. The producer was The Residents. The genre is avant-garde and new wave. I'm going to read from the book, Mark Blacklock. Atonal honking, nonsense poetry, cartoon voices, and fairground riffs. The Residents possess a singular, unhinged compositional talent that allows them to fuse the weirdest sounds into an even weirder whole. Their members have always protected their identities by appearing in public in disguise, and while they have been tentatively identified, you're going to have to look elsewhere to break that spell. As conceptualists and willful obscurists, they have rarely been better. This composition of two EPs, Duckstab, Buster and Glenn, represented the evolution and emergence of their fantastic sonic Mondo Bizarro from the primordial noise soup of earlier releases. It is a spare sound with chanting, high-pitched vocals, comedy accents, and effects. This is grotesque genius. All right, what do we think of the residents? Duck stab. I love <laughs> it. Far out shit, man. <laughs> it's a yeah. fun ride, man. It's a fun <laughs> fucking ride. <laughs> you had me at atonal honking. <laughs> <laughs> What's Kyle into? Atonal <laughs> honking. I'd never sat down with a residence album before. This is this is the first residence album to that I've listened uh, to in its entirety. Wow! It, I was I was prepared for something weird, you know, because I knew their reputation. I enjoyed listening to it. Did they deliver on the weird? Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and so throughout their career, do they kind of stick to like a, a particular flavor of weird, or do they mix? Like would there would a different album be a whole different type of weird? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean basically the the records, um, they're either like really weird songs or they're like a concept record. Um all their albums are either a concept record or just some collection of songs that's maybe connected by a theme or maybe not. I, I read up a little bit. So yeah. so the the one that comes out in like a year or two was that Eskimo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that one, the concept is just like sounds of the Arctic. Yes. And then they had an album where they just recorded like less than a minute long commercials, Coke Dare style. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. There's also a remix of Eskimo called Discomo. Where they <laughs> but this album is, it's, it's songs. They're all songs. I mean, maybe you could call some of them like spoken word, but they're all like, 
they're, they're, they're compositions. Like they're, they, they are songs. They're deconstructions mm-hmm. of Western music in a surrealist yes. fashion. Yes, yep. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I listened to their version of uh, Satisfaction this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is after Third Reich and Roll, right? Yes, directly after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is their fifth album, I think, <laughs> which is yeah. crazy. Like, I, I had no idea. I, honestly, sadly, I just, I was not cued into the residents. I had no idea. This is my first time with them, too. I love it. Like this is this is right up my alley. Like sweet Primus, Demento, they might be giants. Like it's all tapped right in there. Uh, I, I dig it. <laughs> it's real, real weird. Oh no! There's a wonderful documentary uh, that they did. Uh, I think the theory of obscurity. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Did that just come out a couple of years ago? Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it chronicles the entire like history of them. Like, um, I mean, you still have no idea who they are, but like it, they're, they're starting out in like 67, like in San Francisco, hate Ashbury area doing fucking open mics and just <laughs> freaking people out. Like, I, like these guys were actually like doing what the hippies proclaimed that they were like, you know, trying to do like th- th- this is the outsider art that was going on, like in that scene that like no one wanted anything to do with. Fresh, it's- fresh off the truck from Shreveport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of music that gets churned out of a swamp and then taken to California. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they definitely fell into that artist collective attitude that a lot of people like Captain Beefheart. Uh, Frank Zappa were a part of, they just decided to take it a little bit further into the avant uh, art experimental element and present it more as like an artist collective, not just the music. They were actually really into film, creating these short films. Uh, They tried to do a a full length film, but kind of failed after years and years and, and trying to get it done. But they were really about the visuals uh, and the music came secondary, and that's why they have so many videos um, that later was a really big boon for them when MTV started because MTV would actually play the residents' uh, catalog because they're so weird. They just had a bunch of videos lying around that they could they could promote this, so they got even even bigger at that time. Uh, I thought this album was awesome. I mean, this is yeah. What, what else are you supposed to say? It's if you want weird, if you want to go there, I mean, the residents are going to deliver in this childish. It's like watching acid cartoons. It's it's completely out there. Was it's anyone just, else getting a little bit of vibes of the some of the cosmic cosmic music? Yeah, there's definitely like some motoric beat on on the. the, 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 the just. Yeah, they were big fans of Faust. And Captain that Beefheart. Make, mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like it's kind of like where those intersect for me, because like I get that they were doing. We're in California, in San Francisco Bay Area, in like the late '60s, being weird with like Zappa and Beefheart. But it feels like they kind of took a different musical trajectory than them. Like where Beefheart went, like weird blues. It's like these guys went like weird 
Faust, you know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of their stuff relies too on them not being traditional musicians, like as non players, you know, Frank Zappa is an amazing guitarist, you know, he can right, shred yeah. all day, but the residents are wonderful at picking up snippets of rusty coat hangers, uh, and different sounds that sounds like, uh, someone scratching a balloon, uh, in the current song we're listening to, it just sounds like they're <laughs> letting air out of a balloon, you know, just picking up on those different things. I, I was thinking about it before we started recording. They're probably one of the first bands that have that, uh, a bit of the industrial sound. Oh um, yeah. Dude. We're going to get throbbing gristle in a little bit, but they're one of the, the first to kind of just use all these different music, concrete elements that are found sounds to, to create this weirdness. Yeah, they didn't uh, like but And this is me going off of reading a like keyboard magazine article from a billion years ago about the the <laughs> about the residents. Or, no, it was it was about the emulator two um, that with like one of the first samplers like or uh, like samplers to come out that like you know was almost affordable. And it was the it was the one that like where the residents kind of really started like you know doing what they were going to do in the eighties. Like, I think that's the same one that Ferris Bueller has in Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> oh, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, 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 that's when they like were able to like do more of like, yeah, the music concrete's a really good example. Like as opposed to like doing tape loops though, they were able to do like just tiny snippets and like, does anyone else get like this horrible sense of foreboding, like underneath all of this music, like somehow it's just like, the just like, something bad's about to happen yeah. consistently. Oh yeah, that's the style. Like every single song. Yeah. It's, it takes... But I, I don't know what, like, I don't know if like there's like a, like, like a brown note happening below everything that's just like, kind of like making me uncomfortable. Like I, 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 I love this completely and utterly and I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, like no. just the, the whole thing just like kind of inspires a slight sense of dread in a way that Oingo Boingo was never able to do with Mystic Knights um and uh honestly i don't think devo accomplished it with their uh early like uh like hardcore works like nothing not like this cool. yeah um. Bach is dead Bach is dead Bach is dead Bach is dead Yeah, that's that's one thing I've always liked about the band is um, the, this like sinister veneer, um, and it's not always at the surface. Um, Ryan and I saw the residents in two thousand eight, I think, uh, and they were touring on the record uh, "The Bunny Boy." Have you guys happened to hear "The Bunny Boy"? I have not. No, uh, it's a masterpiece. Um, you know, I decided to get really into that album because I had heard their earlier records, but since they were only playing that. Uh, at the show, I want to be familiar with it. And that record is a masterpiece. It's a concept record about this guy. He's looking for like the serial killer who killed his daughter, but he also dresses up as a bunny. Um, it's, but it's super poppy. Like these guys can really write a hook. Um, and it's the same lead singer, you know, as yeah. the guy. Um, and <laughs> he came out the and they had a whole stage show for it. Huh? Same lead singer as like Constantinople voice. Yeah, it's the same guy. Snake Finger. Yeah. Uh, it's, wait, wait, wait. Is wait, Snake no, Finger uh, in the residence or is he a collaborator? No, oh. it's a. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. He's he's part of the collaboration. Yeah. 
I can't remember his name, Travis or something, maybe. I have it written down somewhere. But uh, they put on an amazing show. I love this band. Um, it, but they're also like, they're like guided by voices. And so far as they have like 60 records, you know, and it's really hard to jump in, you know. I think um, I think that's been part of my problem is that it's so vast that I I picked and choose a couple based on what Trey would recommend, uh, old roommate, and they it, it, it's like, but <laughs> I never went beyond. I, I never could could sort of break in because you're always overwhelmed with how much they have. Plus the films. I mean the DVDs are amazing too to watch the sort of yeah, man. visual representations yeah. of all yeah. this music is it's out there. I need to check that out. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're one of the like people have claimed that they're the band that originated the music video, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they were doing so many of them. They were doing them for basically every song. They were doing art for basically every song. I mean, they were real really into to creating this this whole yeah, visual, you know, audiovisual aspect. One of the first bands too to do CD-ROMs. And the, yeah, the, um, the visual art arm of the residence is is really cool too. Whatever yeah, member of the collective uh, handles the the visual art as, uh, aspect. If it's if that's how it's delegated, I don't even know. The residents have the cryptic corporation who are like the employees that would that would be the the, the residents in the residents proxy since the residents are anonymous. And it would and they were also, you know, they were like the artist apprentice or sound engineers or whatever. But pre- people pretty much have confirmed that the cryptic corporation is just the residents, right? Like no. they <laughs> They, they, oh, I heard that. Like, like you'd go to, like, you'd go to, like, the Ralph building or whatever, where, where, like, the art collective was, and there'd be, like, people working around the office for the residents, but it was actually the residents. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good goof. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it's not, not the residents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is this is pre the uh, eyeball top hat stuff. When did that uh, like come into play? That was Eskimo. Really? Yeah, okay. I think they debuted that with Eskimo. Cool. Uh, do you guys know about the one uh, live show they played without their masks? Is that is that real? Did they yeah, have a I, kiss? This is one. This is one of those bands where you just hear so much that like I heard this one show. Somebody pulled the eyeball off his head. Is this? No, th- <laughs> th- this is they. They were. They it was I think it was a uh, some some show in Europe where they're like residents will you know play are going to be playing like unmasked and it sold really well and uh, right before the residents came on like they just blasted the crowd with floodlights like the, all of the lights were turned towards the crowd so that they couldn't even look at the stage and they played the entire set. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing it's <laughs> fucking brilliant I love it but I think that's kind of like when you were saying earlier there's this like hint of menace and like where is that coming from both visually and like audibly it's taking an expectation that you're like oh I'm familiar with this I know what I'm getting and then they subvert it just enough that it's uncomfortable <laughs> like you know you've got the Booker T's which kind of sounds like Green Onions right but it's like a little bit off and then they've got like 
their birthday boy song, which is the happy birthday song, but it's like not okay. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to play that for my niece when it's her birthday. <laughs> Uh, for some of their collaborations, when they'd have people playing with them, they would tell them, uh, it doesn't matter what you play as long as you make up your own chords. We don't want any chords that you haven't made up before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I, I found I found a quote about the their identities. Uh, this is uh, British journalist Simon Reynolds. Uh, he said uh, the residents and their representatives were one and the same. And he elaborated further on one of his blogs, stating that uh, this was some, something that anybody had, that had direct dealings with uh, the Ralph building figured out sooner rather than later. Uh, he said, uh, he said Helios Creed, who identifies the residents as a keyboardist named H, a singer named Homer, and this other guy called John, uh, eventually figured out that the guy, the guy doing the graphics and the engineer in the studio were in fact the residents. <laughs> I know one of the founding members like came out in 2017. He was like, I was one of the founding members of the residence. And then he died the next year. Yeah. Yeah. That, I read that too. That's uh, why they can't tell anybody who they are. I think, I think on the contrary, that's why he came out was because uh, he, he was terminally ill. <laughs> Not that that's funny, but I, I think that that's why he outed himself. They, they probably find it funny. <laughs> is this, is this birthday boy we're listening to right now? Yes, it is. <laughs> and this sounds so much like Les Claypool singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a long time, too, uh, Les Claypool and I think Mark Ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Uh, guys, I didn't even write anything down. Like, all I have is just like five stars. <laughs> 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 it's just, I've had a giant grin on my face. This entire week because this this album was in here and yeah I, I hadn't oh I hadn't listened to like the only residence record I'd listened to and Kyle I told you this like uh, earlier this week was like this 1989 Elvis comp it was like my my introduction to them and it's fucking weird it's upsetting <laughs> in the same way that this is upsetting yeah. but man it's just ah this this scratches this this scratches my my little uh. I like weird things, itch. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan and I, back when we both worked at that um, art store in like Castleton, um, mm -hmm. we were hanging out with Todd, who did the artwork for Simulator. Remember Todd? Yeah. Uh, and we would just smoke weed and watch um, their DVDs, especially Icky Flicks. Yeah, Icky Flicks. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I don't know if you, Birch, have you seen them? Oh, have yeah. you seen their DVDs? Mm -hmm. uh, because they had pioneered that. Uh, CD-ROM software, so there would be tons of weird little Easter eggs mm -hmm. oh, on the awesome. DVDs, and this was still kind of like when DVDs were kind of newish, you know, like 2001. So it was very entertaining to find like little weird things and just be scared and intrigued by everything, you know. And DVD uh, Easter eggs, man, those were yeah. cool. It'll remember get, those? That, I uh, remember that icky flicks will give you some nightmares for sure. Ben, yeah. you remember your, your your favorite DVD Easter egg, which is uh. Waking up after watching the Roseanne uh, <laughs> DVDs hungover. I, uh, after work one day, had some drinks and crashed at a friend's house. We fell asleep on the couch watching uh, Roseanne. And I woke up in the middle of the night just to the Roseanne theme song with the harmonica and her just 
cackling at the end of it <laughs> on repeat. And I didn't know where the remote was. And it wasn't waking up anyone else. It was. <laughs> that could be a residence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So this is the only residence uh, album we're getting, right? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's surprising. So, okay. Hey, I'm I've got something. This is a bit having to do with this. So this is technically a compilation because it's uh, it's two EPs, right? Duck Stab and uh, whatever the other one was. Buster and Glenn. And Buster and Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, several episodes ago, we had that that uh, Elise Regina album, which was technically a compilation. So does that mean that there's still hope to get uh, Buzzcock singles going steady? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that they they counted this one as mainly because Duck Stab was its own entity as an EP, and then the residents themselves re-released it as Duck Stab, Buster, and Glenn. They right. could they could have called it something different, but they had already released Duck Stab, uh, which sold out uh, very quickly. Yeah. What and I was I confused the audio, about audio quality wasn't so good on Duck Stab, so they decided, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, but when they said the audio quality wasn't good, does that mean they re-recorded the record, or they just didn't no. like how the EP no, sounded? I think it, it was how the actual tracks uh, they got a bad uh, a bad master on, probably on the vinyl. Uh, because they probably These didn't print that many. A-total honks are not clear enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of uh, going to make this bigger uh, concept album in Eskimo, and so they wanted something to fill in this. Uh, this was recorded pretty quickly, just to fill in the gap of having one album and then recording Eskimo. They just knew that that one was going to take longer, and so this was recorded in uh, sort of, not spur of the moment, but it was recorded quicker than those other albums just to get it out there, which I think a lot of people said that that plays to its benefit because it has a lot of ideas that are different ideas thrown against the wall and and having all that uh, stuff together. Yeah, I've got nothing against this being a compilation. I just, uh, I know that at some point we're going to be getting to Buzzcocks and we haven't gotten into them yet. and if we don't hit that compilation that comes out this year, we're going to miss all the stuff on all those albums that came before that. And I can't imagine we wouldn't be talking about it. You've got the Buzzcocks fever, huh? I know. You do. Well, we're getting, we're getting Buzzcocks oh. adjacent, but the residents I like, I could, you, could you say that this is a commercial uh, album for them? Like these, these are songs like this is, I mean, I don't know what other albums they have, but from what I've heard about their other albums, they're a little harder to get into this. This, I, I, if you wanted to suggest this to somebody, I would say this is not a bad place to step in. Right. This is where we stepped in and we're doing yeah. fine. Yeah. I feel okay. 
<laughs> I feel like, um, especially on this album, you know what you, you get into on the first song. <laughs> You're not going to listen to the first song and think, oh, well, I, I don't know. what What's the rest of the album like? It, I feel like they present any of these songs that you dip in on, you're going to know what it, what it's like. Tell me more Constantinople. (laughs) Maybe it's the vocals. Maybe that's what's eerie about it. Is those, those ominous vocals. Well, but they also like put in discordant sounds. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the organ discorded organ. It's my new band. And the, and the Discord yeah. organ. <laughs> I can see a Just show. Discord yeah. Discord organ. <laughs> you guys should check out The Bunny Boy if you like this. Pony Boy? The Bunny Boy. Bunny Boy. 2007, The Residence. I went back and re-listened to it. Hadn't heard it in like a decade. Fantastic. Tell me again what it's called because that time I heard Jabroni Boy. The Bunny Boy. The Bunny Boy. All right. This is an important question. That, Kyle, did you play this for your students? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> uh, do we want to? Yeah, let's go around the room. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? What do you think of this album? I mean, I yeah, I like you guys said. I feel like if you listen to the ten, the first ten seconds, you'll know whether this is an experience that you would like to have. Um, but I think it's definitely one of the more uh, accessible records. I don't think any of the songs are really more than two or three minutes. Um, most of them are pretty hooky. Um, I like this album a whole bunch. I think like you guys do. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay. What do you think, John? Uh, definitely like uh, teenage Midwest me uh, like was had a big Primus phase. Uh, definitely listened to Ween. As a child, my sister loved They Might Be Giants. So, you know, and and Zappa from like my friends from my sister and then going into high school some. So it really kind of, it felt comfortable. And like, it was kind of a nice thing to hear now because I haven't listened to Primus in like 20 years. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely 100% uh, would suggest this album for somebody who's ready to get real weird. <laughs> cool. You think Ben? I I uh, I enjoyed this record a lot, and I think what I I love that the residents and folks like the residents are just out there doing this shit, make, make, making making this art. I think it's I think it's very important that people are making it, and I like listening to it. Hell that yeah. being said, I think that. I more like knowing that it exists than I will be repeatedly revisiting it. I love that it's out there and I love that I can pull it up and listen to it whenever I I want, but I don't know if I'm going to uh, listen to it that often or maybe go down a residence rabbit hole after this, though I'm very interested in seeing the DVDs. Uh, That being said, full positive for me. I think, I think this stuff's awesome. It's fascinating to listen to if you're, if you're ready to take that trip. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, total positive for me. Uh, I like weird shit, and this is weird shit. And it is also art. It is multimedia art. And yeah, I mean, 
But I, I, I don't see how someone who has two ears and a brain couldn't at least be entertained, if not like kind of excited about like what's happening. So total positive for me. And Kyle, I can see your face, but that's cool. <laughs> would you recommend this to your parents, Rob? I absolutely would. But my parent, remember how my parents didn't really come to see my band play? Like, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll recommend it to them. I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll make a comp for my mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you make an interesting point that this is, uh, even if you don't like it, you're gonna put it on and think that's really weird. Uh, you know, it's just something that is completely different. Mm-hmm. There's, it's unique and completely different, and you're not going to find anything else quite like it, which is pretty cool. It demands it's attention. It's really cool. Yeah. It, it, it's not just an easy listen you put on and you, you, you drop the needle. It's more of an experience. I, I'm with you, though, Ben. I don't know how much I, I mean, I don't listen to the residents all that often. I like having that in the, in the pocket of being, Oh, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole. Uh, they feel very Lewis Carroll experimental <laughs> when you're thinking of, you know, Zappa or some of those other characters, but I just don't put it on. So I was trying to decide, Oh, does that mean it's a neutral? Probably not. Cause it's a positive for just being weird and, and, these guys just doing something different, completely different. I mean, way, mm-hmm. way different. If we had a, I feel like if we had a level of experimentation, they would be qu- quite a bit on the top at this point in this book. Yes. <laughs> Concur. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about public image limited, uh, public image limited. Thanks y'all.